Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Sports Rage with Gabe Morency. Rage all you want. Let's roll level two. This is Sports Rage. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the trolls, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between. Throwing it down. It's the Sports Rage Sunday Sports. A mass big man on campus from Barstool Sports kicking it uh, with us. We're going to bring him back in a couple of minutes. The Lakers are the NBA champions. And LeBron James wants respect. And you know what? He deserves it. And I don't know, bro. You're the MVP of the, uh, the NBA Finals for the fourth time. I'd say that's quite a lot of respect. People call you king. I'd say that's quite a lot of respect. <laughs> you know? Like, short of, like, being called emperor. And just for the record, if he uses this, just remember, I should get money for it or something like that. Because you know he would like it. Oh, yeah, emperor. Emperor James. Uh, congratulations to the Los Angeles Laker uh, organization. <clears throat> I'm happy. Uh, I'm actually sincerely happy for Laker fans. I got no problem with the title. Uh, I'm, I'm happy for real Laker fans. As far as like the LeBron nut huggers that just sort of follow him along and chase him along and don't respect anything else, whatever. You know, you guys are what you are. But for real Laker fans are out in the streets of Los Angeles right now. I don't have a problem with it. And to be honest, we'll get big man on campus's take. Um, if the Buffalo Bills won the Super Bowl, yeah. Like I wouldn't be staying in, on my balcony. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't I don't begrudge these people in Los Angeles for partying and going crazy right now. They love the Lakers. Like, you know, people don't understand, man, how popular the Lakers actually are in Los Angeles. Like, you know, the Dodgers are mega, mega popular, all right? The Dodgers, like, literally sell, like, 48,000 tickets a night. 50,000 people are, like, every Dodger game. The Dodgers are super uber popular, but they're not as popular as the Lakers. Man, it's a Laker town, man. It just is. It's a Laker state. It just is. Nobody gives a crap. Kawhi Leonard got booed at a Dodger game. <laughs> hey, oh, you came home, eh? Oh, yeah, boo. Screw you. <laughs> we don't care. We don't, you know, we, we don't care. And, uh, you know, so LeBron does. The Lakers do deserve respect. Kawhi Leonard tried to uh, pull a power move, hijack the league. Uh, you know, he flirted with the Lakers a little bit, and he knew he was never going to sign with the Lakers. And LeBron gets the last laugh when it's all said and done. I've got no problem with it. LeBron can say whatever the hell he wants to say. He just won the title. You're free to run your mouth for, like, one day. Whatever. It is what it is. Jordan's better, though. <laughs> all right? But I, I don't want to get into it. Jordan's better. 6-0 is better than 4-6. Four trades late night continues. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. 
I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, we bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Rage it up. Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. My name's Bobby and I am an addict. Hey, Bobby. Hey, Bobby. You know, you folks aren't here because you're gamblers. You are here because you are terrible gamblers. Okay, Bobby. These folks don't need to stop doing what they're doing. They just need to get better okay. at it. Sports Rage Late Night continues. Vent your rage. I am Gabriel Moranci. Quickest 120 minutes in sports. Barstool Sports uh, in the house uh, with his big man on campus from uh, Barstool. Follow him on uh, Twitter and uh, check him out. Uh, his blogs over at uh, Barstool.com uh, as well. Uh, so, uh, big man, a lot of stuff to get to. Uh, of course, uh, LeBron and the Lakers are the champions. Uh, but let's get back uh, to the National Football League uh, right now. And to me, you know, one of the most impressive wins of the day has to be the Las Vegas Raiders. I didn't see this coming uh, today, big man. I didn't want to lay the, the double-digit points. Uh, but, you know, you look at the Raiders, and they've been dominated by this Kansas City Chief team. Like, uh, I'm talking about Gruden and Carr. Like, the last three games, the Raiders scored a combined 22 points. And at times today, it looked like the Chiefs might pull away. But, they, you know, they, they, the Chiefs are playing like a championship team. They don't have the same hunger. And, you know, they just sort of figure they're going to wave, wave that magic wand. Oh, Mahomes will save us. Mahomes will save us all the time. So it finally caught up to them, but you know that was that was a surprising win for me today to see the Raiders win outright. Yeah, I mean we continue to realize though that that the Kansas City Chiefs are are horrible defensively. Uh, we haven't seen much of this run game really. Mahomes did a, enough, but yeah, the the obviously the interception was big. Um, yeah, look, the, the Raiders continue to show me something. I mean, you know, they get Rugs back; he was really good. Nelson yep. Aguilar naturally goes somewhere else and does. <laughs> no, suddenly, suddenly uh, can't drop a pass. This guy, I saw a catch the other day no, right on the sidelines. Not. Great hands. I'm like, where was that? What are you doing, bro? Yep. No, why wasn't? Why didn't that happen in Philly? But yeah, shout out to Derek Carr though. I don't think anyone really yeah. trusted Derek Carr, but he's I mean, a good you look through what five games. Yeah, he's got no interceptions either. Uh, he's thrown for over a thousand yards. Uh, he's done a nice job. Good for them. Yeah, Raider, Raiders in the mix. Um, you know, Pittsburgh Steelers 4-0 right now. The Chiefs are good, you know, but they're not unbeatable. That's the thing. People just sort of, oh, no, the Chiefs, uh, you know, you can't beat them. No, you can. And remember, guys, this year in the NFL, there's only one bye. Only one, because there's an extra playoff team this year. So normally, you know, there's two teams to get the bye week. This year, there's only one. It's the one seed who gets a bye, and everyone else plays uh, after the fact. And I know it's it's still too early to start talking about that stuff, big man, but the Buffalo Bills and the Titans game is a big game. And, you know, the Bills are 4-0, and the Titans are undefeated, and the Bills are in a situation here where they could they play the Titans if they could win and then beat the Kansas City Chiefs. They're really putting themselves in a good position 
you know, as the front runner in the AFC, you know, ha- with the best record. Pittsburgh are right there right now. But what a pile of crap, big man. Eh? The Tennessee Titans, these guys cheat. They violate league protocol. Um, and and like I said, because of them, big man, no Thursday night football this week, bro. No NFL Thursday uh, football because of them because they have to move the Bills and Chiefs game to Sunday now. And and Pittsburgh loses their bye week. And, you know, the Buffalo Bills, you know, get all screwed up. We got to play the Titans and the Chiefs in a span of five days and game plan for two teams. It's a pile of crap, man. And, you know, and where's the NFL? They're, oh, oh, big penalties coming. Oh, you know, they're, they're, the NFL is irate about this. Investigations. Jack squat. It's like the Astros. Cheating in sports helps you, big man. You know, the Titan players, what do the Titan players care if the organization gets fined a couple of million dollars or something? It's a pile of crap, puts the Bills in a tough spot, and I still don't see a line for this game because I don't know, even the odds makers aren't sure this game's going to happen. If Tennessee tests positive, it's off again. Puts the Bills in a real tough spot. It's a pile of crap all because of the Tennessee Titans, big man. Yeah, I thought they would come down hard, but it doesn't seem like they're really going to do anything, uh, weirdly yeah, enough. Oh, oh, I'm sure they'll do something, but as you, as you said, it's not going to affect uh, the players or the bottom line, really. Uh, these teams make billions of dollars at the end of the day. But, you know, until the NFL gets a handle on this crap and, and does something about it, I don't think much is going to change. Um, but, but also, I, I do want to stop hearing about how the world's falling down because one or two teams have had problems. Uh, if we were to listen to all these Corona bro type of people, uh, we wouldn't have had an MLB season. So relax a little bit. A couple people isn't going to affect the season. There were still 11 games uh, today. And um, yeah, the bills, you got to feel bad for them. They're in kind of a tough spot, but uh, luckily um, I'm sure they'll get through it. Yeah. Now the Pittsburgh Steelers don't have a buy for the rest of the year. Right. They didn't want that. Yeah. You know, so now, like, because of the Tennessee Titans, and it's just garbage because the Titans, it gives them a competitive uh, advantage in the division, in the same conference. So I guarantee you, a lot of teams in the NFL are going to be hoping that the Buffalo Bills beat the Titans, that the Titans aren't rewarded for this, right? Somehow, but we see. You know, the Patriots used to cheat and then sort of get motivated by other people getting mad at them. We see the same thing with the Astros, who lost, by the way, today 2 1. We didn't even get to that. Um, and they sort of, you know, how dare you get mad at us because we cheated. We'll see what the Titans do. But the good football game, I'll tell you that, it's just it's weird. Tuesday night football. I'm not going to say there's never been a Tuesday night football game, but I don't know. Because I'm in Detroit. Remember there was like snow. There's been snowstorms and stuff like that. I know there's been a couple of unique situations, but I don't recall the too Eagles many Tuesday night football Tuesday. games. Did they? Yeah, the Eagles played on, yeah, like uh... – Ten years ago, so they played Minnesota. I remember it was. Uh, I want to say it was because of a snow game. But I, look, I Is look that at the roof collapsed you know, or the something the... in Minnesota. Remember, remember the snow and yeah, it, it was caught on video. <laughs> yeah, it was something like that. It, it, it's definitely rare. But I guess obviously I'll welcome more football. Um, you know, we're also going to have. Uh, I think there's a Wednesday night game in college this week as well. I think a fun belt starts. So uh, there's going to be football all the way through now. Uh, so, yeah, college uh, college football, I want to get into it. College football is uh, starting to get pretty cool. What a wild season uh, it's going to be. Now you got the Big Ten about to j- jump into play here. Uh, you know, we'll go over the uh, the new rankings. North Carolina, guys, a top five football team. Me and Lisey talked about this briefly today. It's like, come on. Are, North, are the North Carolina Tigers really a top five football team? Like that's, yeah, the rankings that's how, this year. Yeah, that's, how, that's what I'm saying. It's a whacked out year, but it gives teams hope like these other teams – 
that, you know, the North Carolina Tar Heels are ranked fifth right now. Ohio State haven't played a game, and they're ranked sixth. Um, the Ducks, I believe, are ranked 12th. And the way things are going, the Big Ten and the Pac-12 teams are going to be in the mix, guys. They're not going to punish them. I know there was a thing, oh, screw them and all that, but they're going to be done before. Like, they're going to be in the mix. And, you know, trust me, do you, do you think that the, the college football committee wants the North Carolina Tar Heels in the playoffs? You know what I'm saying? Like, or like, are these teams are like, you know, they don't, you know, like they or Cincinnati, Cincinnati's ranked eighth right now. They want to get the, you know, the big boys uh, going here, get the Ohio States and the Penn States on TV uh, again. Cause you know, the big 10, you know, big 10 has been coming on. I know the SEC is the power, but big 10 is a big time conference guys, a big revenue generator. It's big TV ratings. Um, big 10 a big time conference. So uh, Monday night football, uh, big man, Chargers. We're getting to college in a couple minutes. The Chargers and the Saints. Interesting developments, guys, out of the bayou here. And, you know, we had Dr. David Chow on earlier in the day, and he was surprised. We were all surprised because he said he thought medically, medically speaking, that uh, Michael Thomas was going to be good to play in this football game. And it turns out that Michael Thomas is healthy enough to play in the football game. They're benching him. They suspended him. Like, they, they basically are not playing him for being a jerk in practice. And he started a fight, and he's had an attitude with people. And I've noticed his attitude change over the last couple of years. And Sean Payton ain't playing around, big man. I respect Sean Payton for this. Even though he's Michael Thomas, they said, you know what, bro? Sit down. You're not, you know, yeah, you, you know, you might think that, you know, we're this desperate to have you back. We're not. Sit down, bro, and chill out. And, you know, that, that takes a pass by Sean Payton to do that, big man. It does, especially with the player of his caliber. But, yeah, you, you, we talked about it earlier. Coaching is important. You can't just let guys walk all over and say stupid stuff. Kevin Stefanski did it. Good to see Sean Payton doing it. Yeah, and we saw, like, the um, the Houston Texans refused Earl Thomas. They were going to sign Earl Thomas, and the Texan player said, don't do it. They said, we don't want this guy in the room. And, uh, and Texans, Texans get a win today without Bill O'Brien. What a shock, huh? They were playing the Jags. How about that, though? We hit Deshaun Watson over two and a half touchdown passes, plus 155. He threw three. All right, more of Big Man on campus on the other side. Shows fly. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hey, everyone. It's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down and too many people fall victim to the picture perfect image of the high life. So I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We, we going to learn. And most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is going to be your church, your turn up and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. 
Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. And you know what? It'll be nice having a little extra cash to bet on college football. Yeah, I'd like to bet a hundred bucks. You want to pick a team? No, just take it. Portrait's late night continues. Big man on campus uh, kicking it with us. NFL uh, football, NBA. We didn't uh, talk too much. Uh, we haven't really got into the baseball. We'll get into baseball uh, tomorrow. Uh, Dodgers and Braves going to be a fun series uh, there. Should be some runs put up on the board. Low scoring uh, game, 2-1 final score. Rays uh, beat the Astros. So uh, all these, uh, the, the leagues are coming to a close. But college football is starting to uh, get interesting. And I know, uh, big man, I saw you on Twitter. You, like a lot of people, including myself, had the over in the Red River shootout. <laughs> and, um, man, I guess we can thank – it's one of these de- deals. Uh, we can thank Lincoln Riley for being an idiot and throwing the football, right? Because that game should have been over. Should have been over. He couldn't have ran the ball. Texas didn't have any timeouts left. Now, Texas would have gotten the ball back, but it wouldn't have been in the same situation. In college, you can kill a ton of time if you run the ball. And – Texas would have been pinned. They, they didn't have any timeouts. Instead, Lincoln Riley throws it. The thing, I was watching that game, big man, and, you know, we all knew in the back of our head, well, you know, maybe you know, it gets overtime and maybe, but, like, watching that game, it didn't appear as though Texas had it in them. You know what I mean? And, like, even when they were down 14, like, big man, they scored. They were taking forever. They had the ball, like, six minutes. They scored with, like, three minutes, two and a half, three left. I was like, yeah, whatever. Like, I never really thought they were actually going to tie the game. And then we end up going to like eight overtimes or whatever like that. But it was nice to be on the right side of a crazy game like that and get the over. I couldn't agree more. I'll tell you right now, that uh, Lincoln-Riley decision was, I think it was probably the worst call I've seen since the uh, Pete <laughs> Carroll decision to to throw on we the one-yard line. stuff every week. I just crazy. don't. Yeah, but, it, but it's like that game there, it's just, it's such a huge game. It's such, it has such big implications. It's it's just a decision he can't make, especially with Spencer Rattler, who I got to tell you, Gabe, in overtime at one point, I, I was really worried that when Texas scored first and it was, what, 68, I thought, I worry that this kid yeah. is going to turn the football over and that's going to be that. And, you know, he ended up getting there. But you're right. It's nice to be on a nice uh, comeback like that. You know, I'm sure as hell, and I'm sure you've sure as hell, even in the last month or two, lost those types of games. So uh, it's always good to get a winner. But I'll tell you right now, guys, um, and, and you know this, Gabe, you bet a lot of college football. Uh, overs right now are just coming in left and right. i got to be yeah. honest, Gabe, and, and if you can understand this, I, I'd like to hear it. Why on God's green earth was Ole Miss Alabama's total 68 last night? I mean, what on earth? I mean, you mean to tell me all those teams needed to do was score 35 apiece? I mean, who made that total, and why the hell was it ever put out there? How about, like, the um, – how about A&M? A&M in Florida, big man, 58, 58 and a half. Yeah, Florida. You know, fluttering yeah, around that. Florida's I really, nail it. Dude, Alabama, really- big man, you know this. You and I have talked about this. This has been a couple of years, and I've been on to this. The SEC is, like, it's crazier than the Big 12, and it has been for a couple of years. It's not like this, you know, it used to play to, like, the NFL, but the NFL plays high scoring now. And 
Alabama overs, big man, every damn week, bro. Like, Alabama score 40 to 50 points in every game. And their defense is, they got shrouded. Like, I could not believe how easy Mississippi were moving the ball on Alabama. It was like three plays, duck, duck, duck. All right, they're in the red zone, touchdown. Yeah, but this is, it was like, wow. This has been a common theme with them, though. Their secondary the last couple of years has not been great. I mean, they have gotten destroyed in the secondary. And, you know, you look at, Going forward, I don't think it's going to change with these totals because the books are at a severe disadvantage. Like, you look at a game yesterday I had, Gabe. I had a Temple Navy over – it was 50 and a half. Like, the wor- like wild number. Like, did anyone watch Navy defensively? They can't stop anybody. And Temple, I mean, they haven't played, so you really don't know where to put them. And they're at a real disadvantage, and I, I think it's going to get – get worse for the books because they're just getting caved in with these overs look at listen to the scores guys no carolina beat virginia tech 56 45 uh oklahoma 53 45 over texas a and m 41 38 uh what was the alabama score 62 48 62 48 missouri beats lsu 45 41 um you know georgia and tennessee goes over the number 44 uh 21 uh, Tennessee just absolutely uh, fell apart. And here's Mike Leach bitching right now uh, about malcontents and stuff on the roster. I knew this would be a disaster. They won that first game. And Mike, you know, and, and Costello goes off and they win. I was all over uh, Kentucky on Saturday. And now already Leach is throwing these kids out of yeah, the bye, bus. Bye. It's like, I don't know who wants to be here. It's like, hey, bro, they were already there, coach. You're the one that just got here. Maybe they, maybe they just don't like you. <laughs> Right, I don't, like when he dropped yep. that, we're gonna see who really wants to be here. They were already there, coach. They got stuck with your ass. You know what I mean? Like, there's so uh, it's just crazy to me, man. These coaches are never accountable, man. I, you know, you remember I Washington State? I wasn't a big Mike Leach guy. I used to bet against them all the time. Yeah. By the way, I mean that LSU win like looks worse and worse. I mean they got. Yeah. They lost to Missouri over the weekend. So, I mean, I'll tell you right now, I, I didn't understand Mike Leach. I, I mean, I get going to the SEC if you're him, but I didn't understand. You know, it, it's not like he was particularly good his first go around at a major program. I mean, he kind of worked his way out of there. I just thought it, with his quirky personality, I thought that was a good place for him up in Wazoo. It was kind of off the radar, small town. He could kind of be a weirdo in the Pac-12 and no one really know. But that those kids down in the SEC, they have big attitudes. Uh, they're virtually NFL players. They're not going to put up with his nonsense. And I, I got a feeling that's not going to last very long. And look, we've seen pretty quick, <laughs> Gabe. Um, teams have... Teams have figured out how to stop that that attack, and and they've looked really bad over the last two games. You know what else is not going to last long? Steve Nash is coach of Brooklyn. Like that's just not going to work, bro. I'm telling you right now. Like that thing's going. And you see, Kyrie Irving said the other day, "Well, we don't really have a coach. Now nah, it's going to be a partnership, and we're, we're all yeah, we're all with that. Yeah, yeah, okay, Kyrie. <laughs> like it's going to end real well. Like what a train wreck that that's going to be. Um, so just quickly, the AP top twenty-five poll: Clemson number one. Alabama number two. Do you see last night in the Clemson game? I took Clemson. I'm glad that I did. But, man, man, they were trying to kill Trevor Lawrence, bro. If I'm Trevor Lawrence, man, and his family and NFL teams, I'm holding my breath every time he draws back the pass. Like, Miami came at him helmet to helmet. They were hitting him in the head. Yeah, I thought, like, they, they broke his ribs once, the helmet to the sternum. Um, you know, like, cheap shots, low hits to the knee. 
I thought it was kind of garbage, the Miami Hurricanes, but hey, that's you know they're the Miami Hurricanes, so it is what it is. And you know they they don't want to get pushed around. Clemson kicked the crap out of them all the time, so I get it, right? They're trying to send a message, but man, if I'm Trevor Lawrence, I was holding my breath for the kid, big man, seeing him get hit last night. Yeah, Miami really showed that they were total frauds as well. I mean, I look Clemson not is ready the for best that prime team time. by yeah. No, and, and Clemson is the best team by a wide margin. I think they showed. But, Gabe, I, I want to just discuss this quickly. I, I know a lot of people, we were just talking about Mississippi State. I mean, I don't know if anyone looked at the box score, but this is one of the more dominating defensive performances you'll see. I mean, for anyone that doesn't know, last night, Terry Wilson, the quarterback for Kentucky, was 8 for 20. He had 73 yards. He had 34 QBR. They didn't run for 100 yards, and they still won 24 to 2. That is a dominating defensive performance. I mean, yeah. that is. I mean, the offense was horrible, and they still won by 22. I mean, that is a That's, dominating performance by Kentucky. Yeah, they shut out a team uh, that you know threw for 630 whatever. And he set an SEC record, 600 plus yards against LSU in Week One. Then they lose to Arkansas. After the fact, it's a wild college season um, this year. The Clemson number one, Bama two, Georgia three, Notre Dame. Notre Dame's definitely in the mix uh, this year. Notre Dame fighting Irish are ranked fourth right now. North Carolina five. That's not going to last. Ohio State six, Oklahoma State seven, Cincinnati eight, Penn State nine, Florida ten. Now the Ducks are ranked twelfth. They'd have to. If, I think if the Ducks ran the table. They'd have a chance to get in, but I don't think they will. So I don't, I don't think that's going to happen. And you get Ohio State that's uh, stepping up and in, and um, it's it's Big Ten time, uh, big men. You know, it kind of sucked waiting at the time, but it's nice. Now we have a new conference jumping in. And let me tell you, you look at these rankings and stuff, the Big Ten are going to be in the playoff mix. Like, they're not – no one's getting punished or anything like that. If Ohio State runs the table, they're in the playoffs without a doubt. Yeah, and I think they're going to be the most exciting offense in the country this year. I'm excited about Ohio State. But uh, quickly, Oklahoma. Um, look, Lisa, sooner or least, she's a very nice woman, a very kind person. But I, I think she knows. I mean, this is a pretty bad team. I mean, Spencer Rattler looks lost at times. Gotta hold your and, breath every time that kid throws the ball, huh? And you're like, oh, God. Yeah. Like, every time he throws yeah. it, I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. You're right, big man. I was so worried when Texas scored. I was like, oh, I wanted them to get a field goal. I was like, all right, we just get a field goal each. We'll get closer here. And like, because I thought the same thing. I'm like, oh my God, after all this, what if Oklahoma doesn't score and we get stuck at 68 or 69, whatever it was? I was like, oh. That's and right. when he threw that pass, man, I was like, oh my God, this is going to get tipped and intercepted. Or, yeah. Yeah, but it was a tight, a nice you play. You don't have that uh, that confidence at quarterback that you've had there for so many years. And look, as usual, they are horrific defensively. So yeah, I'm. I I know she's just kind of taking it week by week, but they haven't really been able to run the football. Luckily, that got going last night. But yeah, it, it's a weird, weird year in college football so far. But it's fun. No, it really is. And you know what? We've been doing all right. As crazy as it is, actually. Uh, we've been doing we've been doing all right uh, with it. All right, we're gonna take a quick break. We'll keep Big Man for a couple of more minutes uh, on the other side. We have some opening numbers right now as far as college football uh, is concerned. Season just flying by, guys. 
That's the thing. And, and don't forget, not your traditional 12-game schedules or anything this year either, guys. Like, you know, nine games, eight games. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rage it up. Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. I'm a rageaholic. <laughs> I just can't live without Rage Hall. <laughs> Sports Rage Late Night continues. I really appreciate that big man on campus kicking it uh, with us uh, tonight. Time always uh, flies by uh, here. We'll just uh, kick the tires on a couple of games. Quickly before we get back into the NFL. So, uh, you know, I started talking about Michael Thomas and I got distracted as far as the point spread of the Charger game uh, tomorrow. But uh, Saints laying seven. Well, what do you make of this game? Justin Herbert, now the quarterback of the Chargers, getting seven points against the Saints. Any opinion on the Monday night or big man? Uh, you know, I don't, I don't want to bet unders right now in the NFL. I just, I just don't have a good feeling with them. Uh, NFL unders are all about pace and that kind of thing. But, you know, I have a hard time wondering about the Chargers in this game. I, you got to wonder, what's that rushing attack look like without Austin Eckler? They're not a real explosive team, though. Herbert, you know, is able to throw the ball downfield. Uh, now you got to go and play a really good offense and, and a team that can move the football. But I don't trust New Orleans defense. I know their their numbers kind of say that they're a good football team, but I don't trust their secondary. But I also, then again, don't trust the Chargers. Just a game I don't really have much opinion on. I think 50 is a little high. I think we're still kind of equating the Saints as this, like, star-studded offense that – you know, it's going to put up 40 every game. Kind of comes across to me as like a 31-17 type of game. 31, you know, 20. I think it's going to be right around the total. I kind of lean under. I think the Chargers can hang with them. I think the Chargers can hang. Chargers are a decent football team. You know, like they, they, they've got a good defense too, right? So they've got a good defense. It really is amazing. They always have injuries, but they deal with it. Anthony Lynn is a good coach. I'd just like to see him. Um, be a little less conservative sometimes, you know, just like let's open things up a little bit uh, here more, uh, Coach. So we're talking about the totals in college football. we got some opening numbers uh, right now. Tennessee and Kentucky, 49-and-a-half. Tennessee Volunteers laying uh, five-and-a-half points in this game. Uh, Kentucky visits. Um, some high totals in the SEC. Arkansas, Mississippi, 75-and-a-half uh, right now. LSU and the Florida Gators. Florida Gators are laying 13 and a half points in this game. Total 69 and a half uh, there, big man. And you know, a team that, I, you know, big disappointment to me this year, and I was wrong. I hit the over at least uh, on, I guess, what was it, Friday night. But, and I thought I expected more from the Louisville Cardinal this year, big man. I know their schedule hasn't been easy, but they're they're not a very good football team, bro, this team. You know what I mean? They're just not. And, you know, facts are facts, and it is what it is, but... I'm disappointed in a Louisville Cardinal. Yeah, their quarterback play has not been good. I thought a lot. I think a lot of people thought Cunningham would be better. Uh, they they were horrific uh, in the second half against uh, Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech's not a real good football team either. 
yeah, they've been disappointing. Kind of seems like the the norm with them recently. Really, since Lamar Jackson left, it's been kind of a, just a disappointment. Uh, Scott Satterfield hasn't exactly figured it out yet there. Kind of a culture clash there a little bit maybe. But, yeah, a couple games, I, I think um, kind of early on, I, I definitely like that SMU-Tulane game. Uh, it's pretty clear that the Tulane Green Wave aren't going to play much defense this year. Uh, they made a quarterback change. They went with this kid, Michael yeah. Pratt. Uh, he's actually played really well. They were able to put a lot of points on the board the other night against um, against uh, who they play, uh, Houston. And SMU, I mean, they move up and down the field. They don't play a whole hell of a lot of defense either. 68 seems a little low there. Also, like Navy, um, getting them under three on the road at East Carolina. It's been a weird season for Navy. They had a weird start, really struggled defensively, but – yeah, they really started to figure some things out. They were really good over the weekend against Temple. The offense has kind of figured itself out. Uh, ECU is bad, uh, really bad. I mean, they get beat up by Georgia State. Did get a win over South Florida over the weekend, but they're just not real good. I will say the total at 61 seems a little low to me. Uh, neither team can stop each other. Uh, I think it's a game where we see a shootout kind of into 61. This is a too low number for this game. I, I like where you're going with that. I think the the number is a little bit uh, low, but for Navy as well, East Carolina is not winning two weeks in a row. And um, the the game of the week, each week, there's sort of that, you know, all right, the, the mega game. The, this week, Georgia, Alabama. Georgia and Alabama. Alabama, Crimson Tide, minus four and a half. Uh, that's the point spread right now. The total is 56 and a half. So we were just talking earlier about Alabama games going over the number, and it's been a pattern. So now they get the uh, the Georgia Bulldogs who, you know, you would think, I know people think, all right, Georgia defense, 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 but how the hell do you bet an under 56 and a half with Alabama? I know it's Georgia, but the game's at Alabama. I'm betting the over this game, big man. And Georgia and Alabama have played some track meets over the years too. Couldn't agree more. Um, you know, as you said, Alabama kind of dictates the tempo. They score against everybody. Uh, and, look, I think Tennessee had somewhat of a blueprint early on. Um, I think Georgia will be able to move the ball in Alabama. They've been, as I said, we know they're pretty uh, inept at stopping anyone. And, you know, you look at tempo. Tempo's big in totals. Georgia's 14th in the country and plays per game. Uh, at 81, uh, they're going to kind of run the tip. We, we kind of think of them as a slow plotting offense. They're not that. We know Alabama, they're not real fast, but they're efficient. Uh, I agree with you. Over. I think, uh, so listen, they played, um, the last time they played, it was 35-28. And the time before, they played, of course, you know, the overtime game and, you know, the title and stuff. So it was 26-23 and 35-28. Uh, you know, that, those were, that was two years ago. This stuff is a higher scoring reality. Right now, but it'll also tell you, and oh, you know, we love our main man Kyle Hamburg in in uh, in Atlanta, and he's in our chat right now. I'm not trying to pick on the Georgia Bulldogs, but yeah, you know, what about four and a half? Doesn't that feel a little light? I respect Georgia. I know they're you know, they're the great program, but Alabama. I mean, how many times are you gonna get to lay less than a touchdown with Alabama at home, big man? Agreed. I, I don't hate it either, um, but I, I I think we have to realize. They are not good defensively. Uh, Georgia is more likely to get a stop here. I got to see Georgia as a dog. Uh, I'd have to think they're obviously very good, but th- that's going to be a, 
and my issue there also is that, that is going to be a major public side. I, and I think you're smart. You see it. How often are they, uh, you know, a four-point favorite at home? But the, the problem you're going to have is everyone and their mother is going to agree with that. Um, th- that's just not something I want to do in, in football. I don't want to bet with the public. It loses long-term. <laughs> I, um, I, I, I actually – I actually have a weird feeling this is a 35-34. I, I think this is a close football game. I think it's going to come down to one of the final possessions. And, again, I just don't You think the number Alabama goes up, though, big man? This is not. I would agree. Like, don't you think, like, by the, you know, in yeah. a day or two, we're going to look, it's going to be Bama five-and-a-half type thing, and it's sort of going to creep up throughout the yeah, week? But, but, yeah, but I don't think it's ever going to hit a key number. I think it's just going to kind of hang in that five, five and a half range. It's kind of no man's land. And I think books are safe at that number. So could it go up? Yeah. And you might get a point or a point and a half of value, but it's never going to get to that seven that you want. So, I mean, four, four and a half is a nice number in college football. It's still a pretty solid number. You know, you're going to win a, you know, a 35, 31 kind of game. So four and a half is probably the number I want in that football game. Yeah, like we said, guys, so 56-and-a-half is the total. And, you know, people talk, so Georgia, Georgia's offense, what about their quarterback situation? Um, you know, oh, Georgia's defense is elite. And, you know, all that stuff is true. But, look, Tennessee and Georgia just combined for 65 points. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so Georgia still ended up putting 41 on the board. And Tennessee still managed to score, you know, 20, what was it, 24 points. And I, like I said, I was on Tennessee. I was disappointed. I don't know how many years of eligibility that kid has uh, there, big man. But feels like that kid from New Jersey has been a quarterback uh, uh, of the volunteers uh, for like the last six years. All right, so we'll get you out of here with this. And we do appreciate the extended stay. It's always cool kicking it with big man on Sunday nights uh, here on Sports Trade Sunday, the old sports mass. So Coastal Carolina and Lafayette, they're up on Wednesday. So, guys, no NBA right now. You know, oh, how about this big man? How about this? The other day, me and Cam, you know, it was a light night in sports, and we're getting frustrated with everything, and we're on the air. It's like, God, oh, it's stupid sport. Oh, I just lost this baseball game. And, like, I'm like, look, there's a bunch of MLS games on. And I brought up about how that MLS's back tournament just killed me and terrorized me. I have nightmares about it still, big man. You know, it's so too bad because I love that league. You know, I just lost. It was just so frustrating. You remember, man. And, um, so we pulled it out, like, I was like, ah, whatever. Let's just, all right, let's pick one MLS game. So it's like, all right, Columbus and Montreal. I said, ah, this game will go over two and a half. Cam goes, I'm going to take the under-in game in this game. It was like 20 minutes in. We ended up uh, giving eight picks, big man. Went eight and oh in the MLS. <laughs> eight and oh the other night. But I think it was just sort of lucky. Broken clock is uh, right twice a day uh, type of stuff. But we're going to have to readjust our gambling appetites, guys. You know, there's no more NBA. Baseball is down to the Final Four right now, so it'll be baseball every day, but there's only one game uh, a day. Um, you know, so, there, you know, there's, there's not a lot of stuff going on. we got to pick our spots now. What you need to start doing is you got to get me on. Uh, Serie A's back this week. we got domestic oh, good, leagues good, back. Good. we got international stuff going on. So, and before I go, I'll throw what out a What is that international bit, stuff, I, big I, man? I do want to say – so I just wanted to ask you, what is all that international stuff? I wanted to look it up, but I've noticed that all like the international teams are playing. Are they friendlies or are they qualifi- early qualifications? What are, what are all these games? Like uh, uh, Germany, Ukraine the other day, and like I bet the Switzerland and Spain game. What 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 are the games? 
Yeah, there's a little of everything. They had Euro qualifying last week, Euros next year. Uh, you had you have a Nations League, which is kind of a different league. It's kind of a tournament. And then you just have some international friendlies, you know, teams getting ready, just playing each other. But, you know, it's funny, Gabe, you mentioned MLS. We have a guy at uh, Barstool uh, called Big Cat. He, uh, he, every MLS night, he bets every over. He just bets all the overs and tries to see how yep. it'll do. But, yeah, the other I mean, night, he, every you know, game went under. Finds... He must have melted down. Yeah, like when he, yeah it's he funny when he melts well, down. But... Yeah, no, I swear, but there hasn't been a lot yeah. of goals. I don't because big man, the stars aren't there and stuff. Because in a pandemic, I'm telling you, the talent levels dropped a little bit, right? Still a good league, but there's not as well. You know, Portland scored like six the other night, but I've noticed there's been some uh, there's been some unders coming in. That's because they played the Galaxy. Yeah. All right, so listen, we've got a minute here. Coastal Carolina on Wednesday against Lafayette. I see uh, Lafayette is laying seven points in this game. Man, their logo always reminds me of Popeye's chicken. Um, <laughs> it really just looks like a Popeye's chicken sort of logo. Like, I want to order Popeye's now. So uh, Lafayette's laying seven to Coastal Carolina, even though Coastal Carolina is 3-0 on the season. They're both actually 3-0. we got Georgia State and Arkansas State on Thursday. Any, any early opinion on this Wednesday or Thursday game? This, uh, what, what do you make about Coastal Carolina yeah, and played, Lafayette? Yeah, the fun bud game, the first one, I played the over 57. I think this is only going to go up. you got to get under that key number of 58. Coastal has been uncontrollable on defense. They have been really uh, dynamic. I mean, they're putting up tons of numbers this year, Coastal is. And you know Lafayette, good offense. Uh, you know, Levi Lewis, a good quarterback. They'll keep the ball on the ground. They should be able to kind of chew up. Uh, Coastal Carolina's defense too low a number. Fifty-seven, I'll go over. Uh, should be should be a thirty-four, thirty-one type of game. You know, both these teams come in three and zero, and both these teams come in with big wins uh, this year. Coastal Carolina, as Big Man yeah. mentioned, they've scored, they've put up thirty-eight against Kansas Jayhawks, forty-three against Campbell, fifty-two against Arkansas State, three and zero, and don't forget Lafayette. Uh, Lafayette had that big win against uh, Iowa State. Uh, this year. Great stuff, Barstool. Check out uh, Big Man stuff over at Barstool. Follow him on Twitter, Barstool Sports. Uh, Big Man, always a pleasure, man. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Shout out to Yang, Master Control, Midtown Manhattan. Great job this evening. Look, it's 120 minutes of sports. Uh, happens once again. Bagels and Mad Beats coming up uh, with Wetzel <laughs> on uh, most of these uh, radio affiliates. I'm sure Wetzel's going to uh, cry. And, um, you know, people think I hate LeBron James, and I don't. We give LeBron James a lot of credit and respect. You know, I just think he's kind of whiny. But uh, Wetzel actually will go off and, like, hate LeBron James and stuff. <laughs> LeBron, he's not always going to flip out. But LeBron James and the Lakers deserve credit. You know, despite the fact, we said this earlier, we were talking with big men on campus from Barstool earlier, and I brought it up. He agreed that, you know, you look at the Lakers play, and it wasn't like, 
oh, you know, wow, can anyone beat this team? Right? It's not, and there's no excuses. The Lakers are the champions, and they deserve to be the champions. But when you look back on it, it's like, all right, you know, you you got the Houston Rockets, the Rockets blow. You got the Portland Trailblazers, who are the Portland Trailblazers. The Blazers haven't won a title in like 50 years, 48, you know, 44 years or something like that, to be exact. Um, you know, the Denver, <laughs> the Denver uh, win was good. Give them credit for that. But, you know, Denver were out of gas after the 3-1 comebacks. So it, 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 everything worked out well for the Lakers. And then Miami gets injured. So it really worked out well. But that's I'm not taking anything away from them. That's the path, right? They beat who they had to play. And they beat everybody pretty convincingly as well. Like, you know, there was no seven-game series. There was no real sweat jobs uh, for the Lakers. Every time the Lakers lost a game, they came back with a win after which is very impressive in the playoffs. So, um, like I said, congratulations to the Lakers. Nice synergy um, with um, with Kobe Bryant. And, you know, may Kobe rest in peace, uh, but Lakers haven't won in 10 years, and, you know, they, they get it done in the year that Kobe passes. Is LeBron James a Laker now? He's still not fully, you know. He's not fully one of them, but he's in the club now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Now... Uh, now LeBron's jersey goes up there. No title, like no no banner, no pirate. Jersey goes up. For that, you're on your own. Chargers plus points later. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.